Oh, oh, I, I came as quickly as I could. Is there any idea where it is? I'm sorry, a what? I, I heard there was a pounding going down. Sorry, can you can you clarify? It said dropping pounds, so I, I'm dropping in and hoping to get pounded. Oh, oh no, 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 that's not what they were saying. The the government has fucked up the economy again. Aww, Dr. Chuck Tingle gave me such high hopes of th- th- there would be way more butt pounding and dinosaurs than I'm actually experiencing. I know, not not every time the word the pounding comes up is it's it's is a fun, fun, exciting time with billionaire space raptors. Although down with billionaires. Harriet Porber seems alright though. Harriet Porber seems pretty good. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans women have a bit of a catch up about our week and are both very sleepy because we've both had many amounts of travelling and tasks and whatnot going on this past week. That's true. We have. We've. We have moved around a lot. There's been a lot of things have occurred, a lot of activities. Yes. A lot of functions have ha- happened. Were many of them things that we played, watched and listened to? I mean, some of them. Um, a lot of Slightly it Slightly was... skewed in a different percentage this I mean, week, we did, I feel. We did a bunch of travelling, which meant a bunch of watching stuff. And yes. having less brain for interactivity. Yes. And, and less sort of sit down time at a weekend yeah, to do. It was more I need like something passive going into my brain and ears at once. Yeah. So well, I've played a couple of things this week. Tell us about the thing you've played. Uh, well, I'll talk about. Uh, I, I, well, I'll, I'll get a nice, quick, easy one out of the way. I have continued to play a little bit more uh, Return to Monkey Island. Yay! Um, I'm still very early in that I've game. I've started a third playthrough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been meaning to get around to having time to play it, but last week I had zero free time that I had any brain to use on anything. That is fair. It, it was a work, 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 okay, brain, brain, brain is done now kind of week. There's enough brain uh, now, thank you. But... I will continue what I was saying last week. I continue to very much enjoy that game's humour uh, on the the sort of easier puzzle setting that's mm-hmm. the sort of default. Um, I've yet to find it too moon logic-y at all. It's It's been fairly nice and followable. I really feel like the base version of the game, the, the casual version of that game, successfully avoided moon logic. Yes. And well I, I'm okay with revisiting this later and having moon logic in a couple of places and going, I kind of asked for this. It's less moon logic than most from what yeah. I've played so far in my hardcore mode. Um, haven't really had a chance to proceed with that, but I did want to do a, a go on stream. Yeah. Um, and the joy of doing that in casual is that I'm not having all the conversations. I'm not going to lots of different places and experiencing mm. different things. I'm just pretty much just going through the game, experiencing bits of it and showing it to other people, but in a way that's like, hey, if you like what you see, yeah. buy the game and experience the rest of, of it. a sort of curated best of, a sort of curated introduction to it. A, a, an experience, not necessarily a particularly thorough experience yeah. like I, I had on my own first attempt. I know I sometimes do that with games. I will deliberately stream games in a way where I'm like, 
I'm I'm not showing you everything here, and that's deliberately so that if you want to go give it a play, I've given you a bit of a taste, and you can go explore it yourself. Yeah, especially with like new point and clicks, I do try and make sure that I'm not doing that thorough let's play thing, yeah. especially within the first couple of months of of that game, that sort of game coming out, because it feels. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people who like, I'm never going to play a point and click. Yeah. Who maybe would prefer a more thorough experience. But like, I feel like it's it's more fair to the creators to just go, I'm, I'm going to do a casual version. And if people enjoy what they see, maybe go and buy the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's beautiful game. It's fun and funny. And um, I look for you. You just got to the mop tree, didn't you? I did. I did get to the mop tree. I I started petting you and comforting you. Oh that tree! Oh that tree! <laughs> um, but yeah, you played anything this week, or should I just continue rattling through my um, scattershot week? Okay. Uh, well, sort of. I've played a thing. Okay. So uh, I heard about a VST that's available for free, uh, called Cardinal. And I was like, that sounds really cool. I'm going to get that and try it out. So I loaded it up and I loaded it into uh, FL Studio and I could not get any sound to come out of it. Which is a shame because it's an instrument for making sounds with. Yeah, it's useful when those make sounds. Right. So I tracked down uh, the thing it had sort of forked off from. It is a fork of VCV Rack, which is a free Euro Rack slash modular synthesis um uh, thing instrument mm. workstation um so initially it didn't really have any way of like being used as an instrument within a door and cardinal kind of helps with that because i believe vcv rack 2 has a paid version that allows you to uh implement it into the daws but Somebody else has just gone, I'm doing a free version to go with all the I open see, source yeah. of everything else. So that was quite nice. Still can't make it work. But yeah, I've had fun playing around with modular synthesis and learning about all the things you need to make a very basic synthesizer and um, the spaghetti cable and how you can feed that to different places. Ooh. And I've been watching a bunch of stuff, which I will talk about later, about um, generative synthesis. Mm. So I'm looking forward to getting a chance to just have more time to sit down and just experiment with it. Yeah. And uh, and, and make some cool stuff with that, because, you know, it, even if I can't it, put it straight into FL Studio, I could record it out and add extra things as I wanted. Yeah. Um, it's been like a fun way of experimenting with sound design. It feels more creative than like just s standard synthesis mm. in a way I can't quite explain yeah. um, just the idea that you can go yeah this thing is is outputting voltage and yeah you can use that as a tick for this thing over here but also you could use it for over here because if we run it through the oscilloscope it just looks like this and that wave could be quite interesting for making something that's kind of random but maybe not Mm. random enough to make cool things and then quantizing it to make actual musical bits <laughs> out of it and yeah it's been really fun to just mess around with synthesis and i i look forward to having more time to experiment with it but this was not the weekend for it yeah tell us about things you've played 
Uh, well, I did play something today that was about the level of brain I had brain for, which was, um, I've been playing some trombone champ. Ah, Scarchu Network Hero. Uh, yeah. So what if, what if Guitar Hero, but poorly playing, um, trombone music with a mouse? Just... Is there any way to play it well? Yes. Okay. It can technically be played well. Okay. Uh, the margin of error is very tight. Right. Okay. It is a game designed to have a... Vi- so, because it's not like specific buttons like a Guitar Hero, um, it is moving up and down a infinitely graded scale. Yes, um, like with a trombone, I guess. Indeed. Um, much like in Guitar Hero, if you don't get the note quite right, it'll sound slightly off-key. Yes. Um, this sort of really leans into there is a very narrow range in which it will sound correct, mm. and anything outside of that will rapidly start to sound wrong. Yes. And and it will start awarding you nasty points. Yes. Um, look, it is a game where... like. I you can get B and C grades and still sound terrible and you just kind of have to be okay with that. It's it's a game about oh go, oh god this is moving far faster than I can accurately move my mouse around with yeah. this deliberately uh deliberately quite difficult control scheme even though it is only move up and down. And it's just have fun poorly playing an instrument and being like I don't it reminded me of when I was in, like, I was in a band in my late teens, and, like, we weren't technically doing very well with playing, but we were like, we're just gonna power through and have fun, and we're gonna finish the song. And it's that kind of vibe of... You made of, great music. I, 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 I will say the music we made was better than what I'm making in Trombone <laughs> Hero, but the, the energy was the same. It's the, I'm falling behind, I'm not hitting the notes quite right. Don't worry about it, just keep going. Just really give it your all and get through to the end of the track. Just keep boning, just yeah. keep boning, it's, drumming, it's, boning. It's that sort of not being able, uh, not being afraid to make imprecise, you know, technically incorrect music and have some fun. Oh yeah. And it, it's really silly and I quite enjoy I quite enjoy its nonsense. Yay. So, yeah, you've probably seen videos or gifs of it going around with its knockoff me's and silly out-of-key trombone. It's quite fun. It, it's it, got cards. It has cards. cards. It has unlockable collectible trading cards that could be for famous, uh, you know, brass musicians. Or just or brass. <laughs> the object that is brass. Uh, the, the, the ghostly spirit that looks over the realm of trombonists. Um... All of your your booster packs of cards are basically brown paper bags that are a little bit we stained that you sort of do not eat that you sort of rip open. It it has some nonsense to it. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, the start of the game is like a two minute long Dark Souls uh, parody. Okay. Um, there is the there is the baboon that I click on and it makes like the sounds. I'm like, okay, I won't go with the baboon menu then, I guess. One day you will work out the baboon yeah, menu. Yeah, right. I have a baboon trading card, but right now I can't go in the baboon menu. There is a song called Baboon. I can play that. I can't go in the baboon menu, though. Mm, no baboon menu. Maybe you need to find the trombaboon. <laughs> the tromboon. Trombabone. Trombabone. I, I, <laughs> this game is silly and it's fun. Yay. Did you play anything else this week? Uh, what, what is it on, by the way? Uh, I believe it's just on PC at just the moment. On PC at the I think it's just on PC. I, I've been playing it on Steam. It plays pretty well on Steam Deck. 
My personal preference is the the default control scheme is inverted mouse, so moving the mouse forward makes the the note go down on the screen. Oh, like um, um the PS, the pitch control. Yes. My brain doesn't like that, so no. if if you try the opening track and go, oh, I don't like this, there is an option to uninvert it. Okay. But yeah, what about you? You played anything else? Uh, not really, no. Well, um, I, I l- tried to learn how to use a, a, a camera I'd never used before. Does that count? Yeah, you, you, <laughs> if you want to talk about that. The Canon D40. It's very automatic in ways that seem very unhelpful to someone who's trying to learn... How to do sports photography with an hour's notice. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but afterwards, I did feel like I'd done about a billion squats, and I have only just started to get full feeling back in my legs. Uh, what are we, like, th- three days later? Four days later now? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I can stand. Yay! Woo! Um, uh, what about you? What have you played? Well, I'll rattle through a few things then, because yeah, I, yeah. I spent some time at EGX uh, last oh, yes. week, the uh, Eurogamer Expo, as it used to be used to be called, uh, a video game event that took place at London Excel. Is it still um, run by Eurogamer? Uh, it's still run by Eurogamer and Readpop and whatnot. Um, that would explain why the uh, Oxtra crew are yes. very often there. So I've it's not, really yeah, it's, they they sort of removed Eurogamer from the branding, but Eurogamer's properties show up there in varying cool. capacities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I won't talk about everything I played because I, I I played a reasonable amount of stuff and some of it was interesting, some of it was not. Um, but highlights of the show for me, Mail Time is a really adorable little game about you being a, a little little person with a mushroom hat um, going and learning to be, deliver, to be a post person delivering letters to little woodland creatures. A little post room. Yeah, your little post room. And the game has a lot of really nice um, char- uh, character creation options, including like a lot of good skin tone options, um, pronoun choices. You've got they, them as a starting set of pronouns Yay. if you want, or you can have he, him, she, her. Any neos? Um, there's no neos and there's no self-creation, but they, them, I, you know, that's enough that I will go, you thought about it for yeah, a second. Yeah, that's a start. Um, and yeah, it's a little cel-shaded 3D platformer. It looks surprisingly polished for, like, the sort of indie scope it seems to be going for. About, like, going and delivering letters to little woodland creatures and on the way to deliver a letter, you might meet another woodland creature who wants a letter delivered, and you'll deliver that letter, and the person will give you a letter to bring back to the first person, and you just sort of meanderingly journey through the woods, bouncing on mushrooms and climbing trees and delivering little letters. Um, You can do a gliding animation by holding a letter above your head, like uh, the Korok leaf in Wind Waker, but it's a big letter, and you just sort of double jump and then hold it to to glide on a letter. That's adorable. It's adorable. It's very cute. I don't know, like... Like, I I played maybe ten minutes of it and had a charming time. I don't know what the whole game will be like, but the ten minutes I played was very, like... It endeared itself to me very quickly. Yay. Um, I also started playing a game called Corpo Nation. Okay. Um, which feels like it's going to be a another Papers, Please-esque game oh. of doing the increasingly complicated mundane task as part of a narrative about, like, 
the the evils of systems of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, you are sorting generic sample uh, genetic samples into tubes. Okay. Um, for a varying requirements, so maybe you have to like you might get told on a certain day scan these ones and put them in the tube. Any other ones, just put them in the tube unscanned or throw them in the the waste tube or whatever. And you'll have a task, and you you do it as quickly as you can for the day. Earn money to try and pay your looming bills, which like in between days you go back to your house and you have like cool down tasks that will be things like. Um, you know, you can you can read messages from friends over over the the company social social media network, okay. uh, talking about work. You have company mandated gaming time, um, okay. which um uh, seems to be your leveling up system. But the uh the the in universe logic is we're mandating that you have some fun because otherwise you will probably be a less productive worker if you haven't taken some relax. Like we've mandated you have an a specific amount of fun between work so that you keep working good our figures show it, it, that's the vibe um it seems very deliberate that it's unclear what you are what the purpose of you sorting these genetic samples is it's like it's going to be eugenics it, it feels like it's probably going to be eugenics um and it feels like it's going to have that very papers please-esque thing of you are struggling to get enough done in the day to meet the looming bills that happen and there are probably going to be cost-cutting versus doing the morally right thing sort of Mm -hmm. choices in a narrative about a corp... You know, less of a fascist regime vibe that Papers, Please was going for and more of a what-if-Amazon-owned-a-country kind of vibe. Um... It seems really promising. The biggest issue I have with it is its tutorial is really bad. Mm. Um, I had to multiple times stop and ask the person by the booth to explain basic early game mechanics to me because the game had explained them in ways that like made the opposite of what made sense to me. Okay. I the tutorial really needs to be reworked to better explain functionally the core mechanic of sorting genetic samples okay because once once someone who was like not the game once someone had explained it to me it made total sense and it was a really engaging mechanic but right right now the tutorial doesn't do it any any favors okay uh i also played a game called railbound now railbound is a game about making train tracks so that train carriages will connect to the engine of this Pardon? I think I've got this. Is this out already? I don't know. If it if it is, that's a surprise to me. It was it was in the the left field collection. I know. It's um yeah, it's like a little top downish or isometric voxely game, and you're making carriages hit the trains sometimes in order. So sometimes you have to slow them down. Yeah. Oh, it does seem it is out already. Well, in that case, I need to play this already. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Um. I played some of it in the left field collection there. It, yeah, it's a game about like organizing train tracks in such a way that carriages will connect to an engine in the correct order. Yes. Um like you'll set them all moving down the tracks at the same time and you want like number 1 to connect first and number 2 to connect after and to yeah. connect in the the right order. And you have a limited number of uh pieces of train track available to you. Yeah usually by dismantling other bits of train track that are already out and placing the same one, the same number of pieces uh, elsewhere. 
you can like a straight piece can be changed into a corner piece, but you can only have a certain number of pieces at least early on. Yep. And the I'm not usually a dog person, but the trains are driven by some adorable little cartoon dogs, and Aww. it's quite cute. I quite and... like the, the like the point system. So you might have a, an automatic point where the first time a cart travels past it, it goes one way, but yes. the second time it, it's unlocked, so it will go like carry yes. on a different way. So I really like this. I will say I think that the game does kind of a poor job of. So the f- the first like world number like world one area one mm-hmm. of the game almost plays itself, and I think that that is to its benefit because it's like really really just giving you so much time to soak in basic mechanics. Yes, and then two one the first puzzle of the second area just sort of drops you in with. And it's like the first, like, it doesn't explain to you, okay, now you have the ability to pick up bits of track or anything. And it, it there is kind of just a, we let go of your hand very suddenly. Okay. And once you get past that, it's it's fine and the puzzles make sense. But it, like, it, it jumps from basically zero interaction to kind of a complicated puzzle. Oh, a, yeah. a, there's a little bit of a weird jump. Was it because it was a demo maybe and it was skipping Me- a bit further ahead? Maybe, but like I very deliberately like I I skimmed back and was doing it like every level in order. Right. In and in what I'm guessing was the full game if the game is out. Yeah. Um. But like that aside, I had fun and I want to put more time into it now that I know that it is just a game that is out. I need to do that. Yeah. Um. I played some of a VR game that is very promising, but like a lot of what I'm going to talk about here is interesting ideas the developers have and not necessarily stuff that's in there right now. Okay. Uh, this is Blink and the Vacuum of Space. Uh, Blink spelt with two N's. Uh, it is a VR game about about vacuuming up little little gross little blob monsters in varying scenarios with a, with a sort of two-handed little vacuum gun. Okay. Um, and also doing various other tasks, like you might be helping repair robots and do all sorts of little tasks. Mm-hmm. The gimmick of this and the way that it's very heavily being marketed is it is being made by a charity to try and create a VR game that is as accessible as possible for a wide range of autistic players. Ah, uh, yes, this is the one with all the, like, turning down the sensory yeah. input stuff. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of neat ideas they have that are in no way actually in the game right now, and I need to make that very clear that right now a lot of what I'm going to talk about is promises and ideas and things that have not been tested. Um, they've talked a lot, The people on the booth talked a lot about the desire to have uh, customizability for visuals, uh, for colours, for saturation, vibrancy... Um, ability to change like um, audio balance of specific sounds that might be problems. Timeout sound. Um, yeah, so they plan to have on 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 one of your character's uh, wrists at all times, just SOS button. Give it a press. If visual or auditory, auditory or uh, situational stuff is too much, it'll just take you to a quiet, not visually stimulating void, and you can just press the button again to go back when you're ready. Um, it sounds, it sounds ambitious and promising, and I want to wait and see a lot of these things in practice. Um, as they themselves acknowledge, it is difficult to make something that is labelled 
like that you could put a label autism friendly on because autistic needs vary so wildly from yeah. person to person and you're just and like this was a conversation i had with the developers that like i'm curious where they'll land on and where they'll go with this there is just as much chance you'll find an autistic person who will need very intense sensory information on one sensory thing because they're sensory seeking as you will find i need none of the sensory of that sensory yes. and finding the balance of how you account i need for all both. of the colors versus i need none of the sounds yes yes there's there's a lot of there's a lot of factors at play and i'm very i i'm impressed that they are aiming for it oh. and they're saying a lot of the right things but right now, none of it is in the game, and I have my eyes on it, but it's a thing to, to look out for. Oh. Uh, and the last one I played this week was, uh, I played a demo for Sonic Frontiers, which Ooh. is that big open world uh, Sonic game yeah. that had the really not great seeming first uh, gameplay reveal. It kind of reminds me of what time has done to my memories of Sonic Adventure. Yeah. So, here's the thing. I've been really curious about Sonic Frontiers because I very much was in the same camp as the internet when the first like gameplay reveal of that game was done. I was like, oh, this looks good. Fucking awful. Because it was big empty field and lots of floating contextless structures that were... like It felt like a test map made in Unreal Engine... You know, there's like, oh, we tried making Mario in Unreal, and it's like, well, it's clearly not a Mario level. You've, you've thrown him into a test environment here, I see. It had that vibe. Right. Um, But all of the previews I'd been reading about it had been a lot more positive, and I was like, okay, let's see if this is any better. The demo I played was fairly linear, and I'm very curious how this game will play when it does open up and become more open mm -hmm. but the linear stuff was some of the most fun i've had with sonic in a very long time um seems really promising um it something i had suspected might be the case or had hoped might be the case seems to be correct in that largely they have used the fact that sonic can go super fast as a way of closing distance across big open spaces so that you can feel like you are going on a big grand journey but making that something that is a button hold and slowing you down when you're not holding that button so that you can do general platforming and you're not running into that problem that Sonic games sometimes do of go fast, go fast, go fast, ah we put spikes in front of you and you hit them how did you not see that coming? It's like, no, when, when we tell you to go fast, we're not going to punish you for doing it and then when you get to an area where it's clear, you've got to slow down for a sec. Think things we'll, through a bit. We'll, yeah. we'll think things through a bit. Okay. And like separating those two forms of Sonic play out a little bit feels like it works really well. Nice. Um, the character controls really nicely in 3D space. Um, I like what is generally just 3D platforming environments with slightly hidden out the way... Aha, you looked around a bit and you got to do a cool loop-de-loop -loop because you kind of poked around a bit. Mm -hmm. Like, giving you the cool flashy things as reward for stopping to look around for a second yeah. feels nice. I didn't expect the combat to be this enjoyable. Oh, um, yeah. This is a Sonic game with, like, a very responsive dodge mechanic. Okay. Um, 
with like there was a couple of mini bosses and like full bosses in this demo that were very deliberately like here is you and one enemy and I use my lock on to lock onto that one enemy and they're doing a wind up for an attack so I'm going to do my my dodge timing to uh, to avoid the attack mm-hmm. get a bunch of attacks in and backdash away when I see the the wind up coming again yeah. Like, it felt more methodical than I expect Sonic okay. Combat to do. Yeah, because for the longest time, a lot of it has been jump in the air, hit jump again to do the, the yeah, homing strike. just bounce around and off you go again. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, the thing that, like, I think really impressed me was overworld big boss battle. Uh-huh. So there's a big boss battle with something that, like, the best way I can describe it is a stack of like spinning spinning blades like layers of spinning blade cylinders mm-hmm. and at the top is like the the head of the the boss you're trying to fight right um so first of all it made really nice use of a new mechanic which is if you dash in a circle and make a connected loop you can damage everything in that connected loop so like okay. this cylinder is sort of bouncing around this big field and you're like trying to get around, draw a circle around it so that you can knock a layer of the uh, right. thing away for a second. And sometimes the boss will like uh, try and get distance from you in this big open space to do a big charge up against you or something like that. Right. But because you're Sonic, you can go, okay, hold down the go really fast button and you can keep pace and like, it allows them to have boss fights that cover more of a big open space and feel like they are taking sp- a part in that big overworld. Right. Without you going, okay, I'm running, I'm running, I'm trying to catch up, I'm trying to catch up. It's like, no, you, you have no trouble keeping up if you notice it's leaving and you go, I'm going to do the thing, I'm going to keep up with it. It it almost had the feel of uh, watching like Dragon Ball Z and certain anime like that where you'll see like the... You'll watch from another character's perspective as the two characters are like bouncing around the sky, like yeah. ba- like flying around, bash into each other, bash yeah, into yeah, each yeah. other in the sky. It had that kind of feel, like mm-hmm. you were sort of bouncing around the field, chasing each other, attacking for a few volleys. It felt really cool. I don't know how the full game will play. There, are, There is definitely stuff in here that is more traditional standard Sonic level. Occasionally you will get warped to an area and do a 3D Sonic stage. But like... The overworld stuff feels pretty cool, at least in this very limited demo, and I'm... At the very least, I feel like that first trailer, gameplay trailer they put out really undersold this game, or put put its worst foot forward, and mm. this has made me a lot more hopeful that this might be okay. That this might be a decent Sonic. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, that's everything I've played this week, I think. Well then! <gasps> Time for this! Timmy, Timmy, with this three days, Timmy. Timmy, we have to think of a way to promote you for this big wrestling show, Timmy. Do you have any ideas, Timmy? Come on, what have you got, Timmy? Well, well, I mean, I've, I've, I've not, got, not got any ideas. It's, it's not, well, how am I supposed to promote myself? I, I'm, I wrestle. Yes, I'll be you wrestling. wrestle, you wrestle. You've got a gimmick, you've got a gimmick. We worked that out, you're Alien Alan. Uh, yeah, well, like... Yeah, I, I'm an alien, I guess. So yes, you're an alien. What what, what, what could you do? What, what, um, what, what would an alien do to your opponent? Oh, I, I don't know. You'll be um, wrestling against the cow. Come on. Um, 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 I'm going to try a new move called the abduction. The abduction. Okay, okay. Are you going to talk about the abduction? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this Saturday at the ring, I'm I'm going to show you all an abduction of my opponent. 
You're just going to abduct the cow. You're going to abduct the cow, are you? Yeah. That, what would you do yeah. with the cow once you've got the cow? What, you uh, elaborate. Pin them into a, a submission. Into a, a space submission. A, a space submission? Yeah. A space submission. Uh, have you got any, uh, maybe like a hold move, like a tractor beam we could call it or something? Uh, uh, um, uh, I'll do a tra- tractor beam hold. Right, yes, okay, yes. Yeah. You've, you've really latched onto that one there, right. Okay, uh, come on, what else could you do to promote yourself? Come on, anything. Uh, uh, um... Uh, what sort of tools might an alien have? Come on, come on. Uh, come on, Alan. Um... Communicator. Okay, a communicator. How are you, how are you going to communicate uh, 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 with them? Uh, I, 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 I call in uh, alien reinforcements. Okay, have you got a tag team partner that you can summon for this one? Uh, no, no. Okay, it's maybe like, you. It's you can you think of any other wrestler that might act as a, a, a as some sort well, of assistant. Well, I mean, assistance? I mean, there is my friend Barry the Blue Alien. Barry the Blue Alien. Did you think? <laughs> Maybe a whole Barry the Blue Alien as as like a thing. Maybe you could get Barry to just come along on the night. Oh, maybe a group of aliens. May, maybe I mean we do we do live in a flat share together. Yeah. I mean oh, I know he's free that night. And you know he's free. Well, I mean maybe you've just got your friend a gig there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Alan. Maybe that's probably a good thing. You, maybe you should have led with that, Alan. Well, I don't know. I was booked for wrestling. I was just gonna come and wrestle. Yes, but come on, promotion. It's it's all about the theatrics of the thing. The the actual maneuvers are, are only a small part of it. It's very much all uh, oh, about the theatrics oh, and the oh, promotion. Oh, oh, we could we, we could run around in a circle and call it the crop circle. Exactly, exactly. We've got a whole new move. Yeah. We've got a whole new move. Okay. So you're abducting the cow this weekend at 6pm. See us do the crop circle. See you do the crop circle. Call in reinforcements. You'll be calling in reinforcements. From space. Mystery guest star to be announced. Brackets, Barry, he's blue. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly, Alan, exactly like that. That That's perfect, that's perfect. You're a genius, Alan. I'm, 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 I'm excited, and I think the fans are going to be excited too. Now, if you could just record all of that into this camcorder, and you might need to get your your little antennae on. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll are they of... Shrek ears? Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Kids, kids, we've got to get in the car. We're gonna, we're gonna be going on a little drive. We're gonna have to pack some of our stuff, and we're gonna go, we're gonna go get, stay with the grandparents for a couple of days. It's gonna be okay. But we do need you to get in the car. We need you to get in the car soon, dear, dear. It would, it would really help if you'd help help pack the car with with the kids. Are you are you are you all right there? Don't need to go nowhere. I I don't know what you mean. It, it, the, the hurricanes. It's 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 on its way. It's it, it's it's making landfall in like an hour. Ah, oh, it's just a little bitty one. I I mean it's 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 uh, expected to have really quite dangerous. Like they they've they've called a they've called an evacuation order for the entire state. I see big ones <laughs> up the cornfield last summer. I Ain't I nothing. I I doubt you have. It's expected that the waves will come like three miles inland, destroying homes. Ah, oh, a little bit of water don't matter now. Uh, there is expectation cars will be lifted into the air and spun around at high speed. I oh, see that at the Derby every week. There is, there is lightning and thunder that are going to 
like set forests on fire. Ah, the little disco in the water will probably put it all out. Look, Hurricane Sophie is minutes away. We need to get going. Yeah, it's all right. I got my shotgun. I'll deal with Sophie if she come around here. Okay, okay. What what if I told you uh, they've changed the name and now it's Hurricane... Oh, God, what's a a manly name? Hurricane Aaron. I ain't about no, about no Aaron. Yeah, I beat up a guy called Aaron in school. I got my shotgun. And besides, trespasses will be here in the morning like it says on the gate. Okay, okay, okay. Kids, kids, we're gonna go. Say goodbye. Kids, be good for your mama now. Make sure you give a real good goodbye, cause, um, good luck shooting the hurricane with the shotgun, dear. I'll take that hurricane down if it comes on my property. I'm sure you'll try. Have a good weekend, darling. See you and the kids on Sunday. Oh. <laughs> Not one of them cows doing spinning. <laughs> so, what have you put in your eyes? So, the, we, we, we watched a few things this week, but the, the, the main one that I remember watching, because it was travel viewing, Yes. Uh, watched a whole bunch of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. I also watched a whole bunch of Don't Me, Hug Me, I'm Scared. In fact, I found a YouTube video that was all of the original Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared shorts. Yeah, all of the YouTube shorts, shorts, yeah. And then the series. Yes, so... For anyone who has not been aware of the, the YouTube thing, it was... A series of short little um, mixed media mixed media skits involving uh, puppets, and usually, aha! Here's a very sort of like children t- teaching about something sort of song. Oh no, it got kind of horrifying and and existential dark. by the end. Uh, sort of vibe, and the, the originally there were what like I think six of those, something like that, something like that, and. Uh, they were usually what, like maybe five minutes long, five yeah, five or so that, minutes long. Sort of length. Uh, There'd and usually be a song. Yeah, uh, and we've just re- seen the release of a series of twenty-five minute long episodes. Oh yes, uh, six six episodes that have just released, and I thought they were really good. I thought they were really good. What I kind of wanted was the ability to step away from it and like think about it between episodes a bit yeah because we were watching it on a train it was like if i stop watching this i'm gonna probably not be able to get back to it anytime quickly that's fair um uh, like i saw that you like skipped to a, a couple of other things at various points during that journey yeah um but there was a couple of times i was just like you know i'm just gonna stop and Look at some other stuff for a minute. I, I I very specifically was trying to give myself something else to watch in between each one to give myself some breathing space. Yeah, yeah but like it's his, quite heavy going. Yeah, and I I <sighs> think I want to go back and rewatch them at some point. Yeah, and like stop and discuss them a bit more, like one by one. Yeah, happy to um, do that. Yeah, I was really impressed at how well they transferred what was originally like a five minute episode YouTube series into a. 25 minute long TV episode format and that that not only like worked but that I think it benefited the format yeah it's and hard I... to transform something to a different kind of length structure and yeah this was better for I think, it I think they they very much you know captured that without making it feel yeah. stretched or um like they were yeah. um yeah it, just padding yes it it 
they use the time sensibly in most cases to increase the number of songs to usually two, maybe three, um, and to explore a couple of other concepts and have a bit more breathing room in the middle. Yes. Because like, rather than having to go, here is a concept, straight into song, straight into horror, done, you could sit with the awkwardness in the middle or the uncertainty or the uncanny valley or whatever uncomfortable feeling had time to fester in the middle. Sit with it, discuss it, maybe even have that help become a whole aspect. Mm. Like, I think the work one is probably the probably the best example of, of an episode that captures everything that the original series was about while also managing to make it its own much longer thing very well. I mean- because it starts off, they're all sitting around having breakfast, and it's like, what should we do today? Well, the calendar says we're doing nothing. Let's do yeah. nothing. I enjoy the concept of doing nothing. I, an adult, love doing yeah. nothing. I never get time I... to do nothing. And next thing we know, we have a singing briefcase trying to encourage them to get jobs, and then talking about its, what, nephew? That's uh, oh, uh, unemployed. A, a long, a, an older mm. brother that is also smaller but is unemployed <laughs> and therefore kind of worthless in the eyes of, oh. of this um, sibling this briefcase. And next thing they know, they're at work and but and and they've sort of somehow fallen into these jobs. I the thing I think this does well as a series of six episodes that knows its season length going in is that I think it starts very much as what if we did the format of the YouTube show but at a longer run length and we did a bit like a bigger YouTube episode. And I think it fairly gradually morphs by the end of the season into being something much more self-aware and self-critical and introspective about itself. Like, I think it's it's put away some of the... Not only is it put away some of the trying to be the YouTube show, but to a certain degree it is... Its characters are trying to push away from what that first episode is, I think. And I find that interesting as mm. a structure. I think that it's a sensible structure that gives them like a starting point that feels familiar but that gives them room to, if they get greenlit for another season, have some room to branch that a bit. Yeah. I need to look up the um, the cast listing, because there's a couple of times I was like, I think I recognise that voice. Yeah. I need to, need to check that out. Um, the, the death episode was interesting. The episode about death was interesting. Um, the prolonged conversations with the coffin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um... <sighs> I I can't stop thinking about the exchange in that episode where um s- someone is asked to give like the the eulogy at at the funeral. Yes. It's like I want my I want you my best friend to do it and they're like me uh, I'm me? your best friend I'm not your I don't friend. want to do it. And someone else at the funeral is like I want to, I would I love care deeply I would about love you to and give love a, to, say to say nice words about you. It's like no you're not my best friend. You're you not my best it. friend you do it. And I was like there is something weirdly human about that interaction. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I there are a lot of things in there that like in the days since watching it I've been percolating over and going hang on was that foreshadowed slash foreshadowing slash does that mean blank going forward? Mm. I have a lot of 
I want to rewatch it because I suspect there's a lot of things that will stand out on a rewatch. Yes. There is a lot to dig into in what is maybe three hours of content. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's three. It's uh, two hours and forty-eight minutes, including the um, previous stuff. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's a decent length. There's a, there's a good amount of it. Um, the family episode is just fucking terrifying. Oh, the family one. The family one. Yep. It's um. What what if what if Resident Evil Seven with its hey you you live in the gross family house now yeah but, but with the gross puppets. family were also like cute little puppets that are cute in a way that is just really uncanny yeah and they're really yeah. uncanny in their actions as well yes um I half like the twins had the real like had real shining vibes of like they're just gonna tricycle down the step like the whole yeah. way at you oh. It was definitely sinister. It, it had vibes of um, what's that Stephen King thing about um the author who crashes and the the fan oh, misery misery. It, yes. it had kind of misery vibes of yeah. like the oh you you live here with us now we love you. you. Love us. Yeah, it it had misery vibes to had it. Had misery for sure. vibes to it, but also like the way that it sort of split the main characters apart. And uh, yeah. made them experience their own yeah. iterations of what I, it is to have family. I, I think the last two episodes are the ones that I have had the most thoughts about after watching. Understandable. They're the ones that have... <laughs> They're the furthest removed from anything we've understood th of th th they are, series before. They are the most direct about like something we've seen like little bits and pieces of and like definitely came up a few times during the YouTube episodes. Yes. Uh but like it's been the most direct look at I am becoming self-aware and I don't like it. And I like the ways those were explored. Not even necessarily I'm becoming self-aware and I don't like it, but almost it's... like the the thing I was talking to you about this morning because I saw something somewhere. Yeah. Of oh that was it. The what would someone with an IQ of five hundred or a thousand look like? Yeah. And the answer is probably not alive. Yeah. Because realizing that you would never belong. Yes. But I mean, and the thing I think that like this season, this this new series has done really well is. Also, IQ is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I think the thing the series has done really well has kept a lot of the more fantastical horror elements grounded in very human feelings, because, like, those last couple of episodes, as much as they are, like, sort of fantasy horror plots, they are rooted in things like, um, I feel trapped in the mundanity and the predictability of my day-to-day and I want to just throw it all away and get away to somewhere new. Understand. Or I suddenly feel like I understand, like, I suddenly feel like I'm not connected with those people around me and I want to find something more fulfilling and yes. I emotionally need that. Yes. They're both very, very understandable places to build a, an uncanny horror spiral out of yes and and then obviously there's the very end and it's just like oh oh okay like yeah. no spoilers but like i mean if you know the series i guess you can kind of see it coming but also like oh oh that's horrifying in oh in, it, in, in the look, right way it 
it it had real vibes of when I was watching, I don't remember which season number it was of Orange is the New Black, but I had to stop watching that because it was They've the all s- escaped, yay! And no. the end. Uh no, it was I think the season after that where the the inmates had managed to take over the prison. Okay. Um holding the prison staff hostage and were about to finally get granted a bunch of concessions and like basically the things they've been asking for in strike action. And then you you have like someone has sold them out. And it's all about to come tumbling down. And it's the, I know it's coming, but it's still going to break my heart when it happens all the same. Yeah. And God, that ending fucking hit me. Yeah. Uh, on the note of this, uh, you haven't watched this, I don't think. You watched but, uh, the pilot, yes. which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah. So there is a leaked pilot floating around on the internet. Uh, most of it is there. So it is a like half hour pilot but there is maybe like five minutes at the end that is someone just describing the final five minutes having seen it, and there isn't any clips of it, but it's largely varying qualities of camera footage pointed at a screen of uh, a pilot that was very different in its approach. Um, Much larger on the um, yeah ca- cast list. It, it, Rather than focusing on just the three puppets we know in their one house um, being sort of whisked away by fantastical characters on episode-specific little narratives, it introduced a whole, like, town, uh, including, like, neighbours and a mayor and, uh, like, all sorts of... An awful lot of puppets and, like, long, seemingly quite long streams into we're just doing animation for a bit. Yeah, and, like, some very high-budget animation. Like, I... I don't know for a fact if it was the same studio, but it really seemed like the the Cuphead people might there have was, been. There did there was look a, to be some. Oh, what do they call it? Like ben, the the Bendy yeah. Arms. The yes, that that sort of vibe of animation in very high quality. Yes. Um, <laughs> I very much enjoy that pilot. Um, I'm not so sure about the choice to have the very heavily auto tuned voice for one of the the main characters. Yes. Um, but like. It is a really interesting thing to watch um, from the perspective of it ambitiously tried to grow this core into something much bigger. But I think watching it, my biggest takeaway was all of the other like townspeople that are introduced largely get zero characterization. Like, it, you've introduced all these new people, but ultimately it's still a story of these three main puppets and whichever antagonist of the week has shown up to throw a re- uh, this week's specific wrench in their thing. And it feels like that excess scope wasn't really used for much. It it feels like it wasn't really being utilised. And I can understand why that pilot may have led to will will rebring in the scope mm. and sort of narrow it back in. I can see them going there with se- with with a second season. I would really be interested to see them do that. I feel like there is room for it. I feel like episode 5 out of 6 like so close could mm. have been and I feel like I feel like episode 5 definitely suggests there is a desire within the characters that could lead to something like that. Maybe um, I, I, I mean, I don't want to... I don't really know what else I can really say without getting yeah. into spoiler territory. But I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. It's available on, what, more for? 
uh, yeah, it's available on more four. Or it's all just on YouTube. It is all on YouTube. That's where I watched it. Because fuck yeah. Channel 4. Because they yeah. keep showing the IT crowd. That they do. Which means they're definitely giving Linehan money. Yep. Uh, that that being said, probably shouldn't be on YouTube, kids. But uh, definitely. Well, you're yeah, you're the so, one you found was all on your YouTube. Kids, so yeah, you I found, found all of it in one episode, which wasn't on YouTube, kids. At the t- like, I watched it like a day earlier, and I was watching it one episode at a time, and they were all on YouTube, kids. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh no! But I don't kids, want, like, kids, don't I, look at that. I, but I don't want to report them as not for YouTube kids until I finish watching <laughs> all six. Yes. yes. Why does every meal come with a cigarette in that show? But <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one smokes. I mean, I have thoughts and theories. Um, I mean, the I mean the the themes of what this show is about has been talked about often. So yeah, I kind of get it, but. Well, what about you? What do you watch this week? I mean, that was my my biggest one. Um, I mean, there we, is a, there is a, a big thing we went to together. We we caught up with uh, She Hulk and um, Rings of Power. Still enjoying stash bemused by those, and yeah. then we went on the train. We did, and we we went and saw the Rassel show. Yes, Fee uh, and and Steph. Did did a big wrestle show? Yeah, organized. the the uh, the debut uh, event Spectrum for Spectrum Wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, Rejoice was the name of the show. Rejoice! Uh, wonderful card of wrestlers. Um, oh yeah, we had uh, some we'd seen before. At, yeah, um, that was uh, uh, North Wrestling. North Wrestling. North NCL. Uh, yeah, so we had uh, what were the matches? There was uh, Man like Darice versus the Freak Show, Alex the Clown and Freaky Felicia. Uh, which was very talented by the books wrestler against a murder clown and his hypnotizing assistant. Beware the nose. Yeah, beware, beware the nose. The, the nose has a, has a spiral on it. The hip nose. The hip nose. Look into the hip nose. The hypnotizing hip nose. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that that was. That yeah. was a great open. Uh, I was so surprised by how big and tall and muscular Axel the Clown was, because like I know a man like Darius is big, big and stocky. He's beefy. He's yeah, not super tall. Axel is like, <laughs> yeah. I was not anticipating Axel being that tall, but yes, very good, talented wrestler having to contend with shenanigans. I seem to be very into it. Yeah. Uh, there was Jack Maxwell versus Tonga, uh, yeah. which was uh, sort of sociopath versus talented by the books wrestler and sociopaths just trying to make everyone have a bad time by beating up the wrestler that everyone likes yes um yeah it, that was that was a real fun one yeah that was good uh what other ones were in i'm trying to remember the, we had the, the tories versus the chilling oh, heat and um uh, harley, hudson. harley hudson yes the land Not helen uh yes um so that was the landed gentry yes. who are just a pair of tory landlord bastards Theo Knox and uh benji benji um, yes, a pair of just like born into wealth right wing shitbag types who turned if, up with a polo mallet. Yeah, I was I was born with money and therefore I deserve everything. And uh, th- they've been a tag team for like five years, and they were up against Chili and Harley, who have never tagged together before, but were united by the the shared desire to kick some Tory ass. Yep. Um, we got to see a sudden appearance by Simon Miller to come in and help. Yeah, uh, which was fun. <laughs> Uh, first half ended on the Tea Party Deathmatch uh, between Axel Strife and Gentleman Jim Maguire. Uh-huh. Um, it was a fight that involved uh, 
grudges over the order that tea should properly be made in. Well, yes. Uh, and people being smashed into tables covered in cake. Quite understandable. Indeed. You don't you don't go milk, tea bag, sugar, hot water after. That's heathen behaviour. Uh, and then second half... Uh, second half opened with Gene uh, Money, the, the uh, puppy, the dog-themed wrestler. Oh, yeah. Uh, versus uh, Nathan, Nathan Black. Yes, uh, that was a really fun fight. Yes, it was. Uh, it was. It was puppy play versus kink shaming that fight, and and Gene just worked that crowd really well. Oh, G- Gene played that crowd really well, but like, it, it you know he he turned up he turned down some opportunities to keep the pressure up in the fight, but he really knew how to keep that crowd on his side. <laughs> um, yes, he he had a collar and a jacket with a little dog tail on it, and yeah. he's very easy to root for, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, Commander Sterling versus Priscilla, Queen of the Ring. Yeah, that was um, quite a fight. Yes, so this was a fight where there was like there was no no villains or heroes coming into the fight. It was very much like <laughs> there was a little hey, bit of booing for both sides during that match. Yeah, going in, it was like, hey, these are just two fabulous wrestlers. Let's just watch them have a lovely time. <laughs> And then Commander Sterling broke one of Priscilla Queen of the Rings nails, and at that point the gloves were off and pulled um, my hair off. Yeah, like pulled yeah. all of her hair off. L- look, the the pulling of the hair off was disrespectful. It was the broken nail that unlocked fucking Super Saiyan mode. Um, because like watching that fight, it had been a lot of Priscilla <laughs> trying to do like very physically heavy moves. Like there was trying a to lot do, of slapping. A, a lot of attempts to like I'm gonna try and do a clothesline. I'm gonna try and like uh, power bomb you. And just like making no impact, finding a wall of sterling. Yeah. yeah, just finding a wall of sterling. And as soon as that nail got broken, it was like, oh no, it's on. And just suddenly, like, <laughs> Commander Sterling getting knocked all about the place. Like, oh, where did you find this strength? Hammy, hammy, how dare you! Right, it was, it was a, oh, it was, it was beautiful to see. Um, and then we ended the night on uh, Gia Adams versus Mercedes Blaze. Oh yes, uh, two incredibly talented wrestlers. Oh yes. Uh, it was basically a fight of established, experienced talent versus the new hotness. Um, but, but also, let's not forget, it was very much a battle of North versus South. I mean, there because was definitely... Gia is like uh, like Queen of the North. Yeah. <laughs> the new Mercedes from London. Yeah. So, like, very much, very much like Mercedes, uh, Mercedes, very experienced, like, knows how to counter anything that might be thrown her way. Gia is young and new and reckless and has like all of that kind of energy. But an absolute badass. Yeah, right. Um but obviously has less time in professional wrestling and less less of that sort of built up experience. Mm. It was a really interesting clash between the two with a real fucking vicious end. That that uh that was the. That is one of the most underhanded, shady, least respectful wins I've seen in a wrestling match ever. <laughs> that is unconscionable behavior. Oh yeah. That is that is that is not how you cling on to uh, cling on to glory. Oh. And I I think it's always a credit to a wrestler when they've technically lost the match but still have the crowd cheering for them at the oh, end. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, Gia, the, like the crowd support for Gia at the end after that stolen win was. A beautiful way to end that night that I need to see a rematch for. Ah, <laughs> uh. yeah, it was a great night. Uh, I think everyone did really yeah. well. You did great doing all the commentary stuff. I 
ran around trying to make sure the other end of your commentary stuff was working properly. Yep, I was... Oh, the chaos involved in making that tech setup. We had setup two and work. a half hours of just absolute tech yeah, nightmares. I had four days with no no tech that was designed for this job to work out how to make the job work. And then I had to get there and go, okay, okay, let's do this. I think I can work this out. It got to 10 minutes before live. Well, it got to you having to go live. Yeah. Going, I have to do this one way or another right now. Yep. Um, and that was when I discovered that the internet at the uh, the venue was not strong enough to stream the stream from. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. It was a day, but it happened, and people watched along. There were several hundred people watching at some point. There I, was fan art of the box. There was fan art of the white rectangle. Yeah. Um, I was quite proud, considering I've never run tech for a live event. Um... Uh, never done live commentary for a full event. I've never done wrestling commentary in general. Yeah. I feel like I did quite admirably being thrown into explain wrestling as it happens to people. And I've I've heard people who commented on on that video that that they have said you did a great job. So I had fun, and I hope I get an opportunity to do so again in mm -hmm. future. Now that I have gotten the stress of working out the tech side done. I now have a, a, an easy-to-reference sheet of exactly what I need to do the thing. I took many photographs. Some of them apparently turned out okay. I need to have a proper look through and go through and do some slightly more professional photo editing. Uh, rescue them as best I can, but... Woo. Considering I've only ever used DSLR once, and that was when somebody with a very expensive camera went, Will you take a picture of me with this group of people? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then you were handed a camera that was fighting against your attempts to tell yeah, it what to do. I, I've thought I've I've looked more into it since, just out of curiosity. Um, it seems like I might have needed a different lens because the f-stop on that particular uh, lens was within a range that just wasn't going to work properly for uh... what I needed to do. But I, what I did was I picked the uh, eighteen to fifty-five mil lens. Which yeah. is like the most basic lens in that box. And went, I can, I think I can manage this. And figured that would be fine. And it was not fine. Yeah, we, we both had a week of throwing tech together and <laughs> trying to cobble solutions. Yeah, while trying to read the manual, you know, in a hallway. <sighs> while also helping other people do other things. Yeah, it was, um, if nothing else, got to watch some excellent wrestling with some excellent yeah. people. And got to hang out backstage and stuff, and, and that was fun. Uh, got to meet some lovely people. Some people came and said, so hello, they recognised me. Um, <laughs> some people rightly pointed out that there was uh, some some proper uh, Jim Cube branding, because my tattoo was on show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was it was a, a, a lovely evening out, even if though it was an absolutely exhausting weekend. And I did feel like I'd done about a billion squats at the end of it. I think that's because you had. Like, well, yeah. It was alright for the other cameraman. The other cameraman was the perfect height yeah. to shoot between the bottom two ropes. But I had to squat to get that same shot. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, my body's not happy. Uh, other than that, we watched the first three episodes of Andor. We did. The new Star Wars thing. Yeah. Um... Andor is pretty cool so far. Yeah. Um, I have very much enjoyed its sort of slowing down and taking its time to just sit with life under 
Like the mundanity of life under fascism. Yes. And the day to day and how it affects the average person and not just the the sort of people trying to save the world yes. imminently. Uh, I'm sure it will come to that. I'm sure it will, but that's, you know. that's who Cassie Nandor is. Yeah, but at the very least, right now, it's just what is it like being someone who is a refugee that uh, fascists want to squash down your existence purely because you're bad for their brand image? You're bad for PR. You're bad for PR. We have to admit that that something bad happened under our watch if you're alive, so we would rather if you weren't alive to tell people we did something bad. Right. Like, that sort of fascist narrative control. But also being someone who was raised by very much a rule breaker and uh, just sort of wanting to to strike back against the empire but also like i i really and i think this is like very clearly a core of what they're trying to do with the character someone who understands that fascists and people in power often really underestimate the people they look down upon yes and the ways that you can take advantage of being overlooked to undermine those kind of systems Mm mm-hmm Yep. It's real neat, and I'm curious where it's going. It really is. I am fascinated to see what else we get with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, enjoyed that so far. Three episodes out already. Uh, not sure how long the series is overall. Still looking out for a certain extra. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm watching desperately to be like, there, there. There, there they are. <laughs> we know that person. Yeah. I also watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the yes. 2014 mockumentary. Uh, I watched like the second half of it with you, and the first half of it I watched myself oh, the I following see. morning. Yay. So Yes, I have also watched What We Do in the Shadows. Yay. Yes, do you so want to... what did you think? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was lovely. So this is, uh, as I said, a, a mockumentary about yes. uh, four vampires who live together and uh, what life is like for a vampire yeah. and it is just leading up to there's going to be a sort of ball for um spooky uh, beings spooky beings yes yes uh, the, the your, your halloweeny folks yes um, the local community centers having a little party for all the spooky types yes you know your zombies yes. uh, and such your werewolves um, uh, i don't know if we're the were, were the werewolves invited i Think I don't so? think they were. were they? I, I don't I, think they were at it. They they they're yeah. seen on the way home. And they're seen on the way home. But for some reason, I thought they were there on the night. But yes. Um. But yeah, and it is um just sort of a, a little bit of the day to day lives of what it is to be a, a being that has to stay out of the sunlight. Yeah. It is a very Taika Waititi New Zealandy project. Yeah, it's... Uh, the lot of um, handheld camera work. Yeah, I like the fact that they didn't overuse their special effects. Yeah, because clearly they didn't have like a massive budget, so it was nice when they yeah. were like, "Okay, we're gonna do just a little bit of an effect here, and 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 that will be enough, and you probably won't see anything particularly spoopy for a while." Yeah. Obviously, there's some wire work later on. There's there's a lot of like very dry humor. There's a lot of not drawing attention to the joke and letting it quietly sit that it does very well. There is that. And then there's the, oh shit, I hit a, va- I hit, I hit a main artery. Oh shit, this... Pl- oh, oh, I mean, shit, there is oh, that shit, too. They're out. There oh, is shit. that too. Like, it's... <laughs> there, is a, there are several moments that feel very reminiscent of the things I enjoyed about other New zealand comedy projects, like your sort of uh, Flight of the Concords-esque pacing in places. I haven't watched Flight of the Concords. 
I don't know how well it stands up because I haven't watched it in a long time, but the way I remember it was very similar sort of dry humour delivery to something like mm. this. Um, yeah, it was really sweet and heartwarming by the end. It was quite sweet and heartwarming. We have yeah. the whole thing that happens to... Is it Peter who lives in the basement? Yeah. Um, we have the whole fact that they sire... One of them sires a new vampire. Yeah. And what what it is... To be a trainee vampire, like learning yeah. what your powers are like and being a bit obsessed yeah. with them and then feeling completely untouchable and maybe that backfiring a bit. I mean, like, there, there's a whole conversation about just, like, what it must be like to live for such a long time that, like, was really, like, very emotional. Yeah. Like, there's some really lovely, thoughtful stuff in there in amongst the, oh my god, I hit the artery. Yeah, there is that whole sort of, like, what is it like to watch everyone you know die and having to maybe make new friends and try and move on from that and make community where you can. Um, and also that being sort of a weirdly depressing state of, yes, I've known these people for hundreds of years, and actually we don't all get on just because we're in the same community, yeah. which is, is very is, much like finding any yeah. community, really. Is is having the community of people who I don't actually like, but th we have this thing in common, yeah. is that worthwhile compared to not having community that understands at all? Yes. Versus, I'm just going to tell everyone. Yeah. And it's... how dangerous that can be. It's it's real thoughtful and also real real silly. Yeah, and then you've got the the werewolves. Yeah, who would like sort of um like like a tracksuit gang. <laughs> Obviously, you know, if you're gonna grow into a werewolf, you need a bit of growing space. So that's fine. Um, so yeah, I gave that a watch. Um, I don't even know why. I think I'd heard recently a few people talking about it. I know there was a whole thing like. Um, was it end of last year? A bunch of our friends were like, if we can get enough of us together, we can get this community cinema to put on um, what we do in the shadows as like a big screen screening. I, I had they, they managed to get like 50 people from the local community together um, so that they could pay to have it put on. I had not heard that this was a thing. Yeah. Oh. Two people who were at our wedding organized that whole thing. Oh. Yeah. Well, they got good taste. It's, they do. I'm I'm assuming this is the two two of the 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 hippies. Yes. Uh, the hippies with kids. Yes. <laughs> good taste. Good taste. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I can I can I can feel out the vibe of who that might be. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, they they got because of where they live. They have a small community cinema option, mm. and they they managed to get that done. And that was quite a, a fun thing to do with a, a whole bunch of people, I imagine. Um, yeah, I'd been sort of resisting it a bit until now for for various reasons. Yeah. I get like that with sub media. It's like, yeah. no, I'm not interested. No, and then I'll yeah. discover it years later and be like, I quite no, like no, this. Knives Out was one of those where like I don't know what it was, but I just kept being like, no. And then <laughs> yeah. we watched it. I was like, oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> I don't know why my brain said no. I wonder if it's something to do with the autism or the, the ADHD. The tism. There's been a whole thing going around TikTok recently about the whole um, you told me to do it, so I'm not going to do it. Oh yeah, no, yeah. And, and I, th I think like popular media does a lot of that. I mean, I, I know that I sometimes get that very directly through the work I do, 
But like, sometimes it's just a case of I want to watch something because I want to watch it, not because everyone was talking about it. And because like, maybe it's just a little bit of so many people were talking about how great it was that I felt obligated to catch up to it. Oh, that too. And I'm like, no, I'll watch it when I feel like it. Watch it when I'm ready. And it might be a couple of years. And because of the way my brain works, I probably would have forgotten all the spoilers by then. So no. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you watched anything else? That's it for me, really. Uh, what about you? Uh, I watched a lot of tutor- t- tutorials about how to do modular synthesis, understandably. Um, yeah. But that's about it for me. Oh, I read Rat Queens. <laughs> you uh, did? Volume 8. I finally got around to finishing Rat Queens Volume 8. Um... I am curious to know where they're going next because, as I understand it, the next one is the original creator is coming back from his hiatus and that they're going to write some kind of an ending. Hmm. Whether that is an ending to the series as a whole or as in, like, a death and rebirth, I don't know, but I am curious. Um, because things have obviously changed quite considerably since um, that original creator left. Yeah. So we'll see what do. Um, I think that was due out last year, but it didn't happen yet. So we'll see what's going on, what happens next. But yeah, this is um, still carrying on from the previous threads about the gods having died slash moved on, D being the only god left, and... Things from all across all the planes of existence coming to basically be like, oh, the prime material plane, we're just going to fuck that up because there's no gods to protect you anymore and keep balance and so on and so forth. Um, There's been a whole thread going on through the last couple of volumes about um, Betty getting sober, which Mm. considering like the first book, there's a whole thing about um, Betty didn't bring any food to this excursion they were this mission they were going on just candy and drugs and and that being a whole thing and munching somebody's head who was a candy lady but it turned out to just be one of her friends and she was tripping too hard (laughs) one of the reasons i fell in love with betty as a character in the first place um but it's been really interesting to see her like evolve as a character being like you know i need to get sober and maybe i'm not always my best self and maybe sometimes now I am the one who gets to enjoy going, yeah, you guys were wacky as fuck last night. Ha <laughs> ha. Mm. Um, still more stuff about the evil Hannah subplot that we had going on. Mm. And that is resolved, question mark? Maybe? It's, yeah, it's 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 been a fascinating thing. I still wish we got more, like, Braga-centric stuff. We've introduced the new character of Maddie, who's like their Velma. Like, she's very smart and, uh, like, does all the heavy brain lifting. Mm. But also doesn't seem to get a huge amount of, like, story just for her. So, like, it feels like we are still very much focused on the queens that we started with. And the two new ones are there to fill gaps because obviously uh, Vi left mm-hmm. uh, to go and be a mum with, with Orc Dave. Mm. That's a very sweet story, but also like, we need our badass. And Braga kind of refilled that gap. That was quite nice. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I look forward to whatever Rat Queens does next. Yeah. Uh, have you watched anything else? 
Nah, that's it for me. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. Our new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you like beverage? I, I, I sometimes drink beverage. Do you like fizzy beverage? I mean, I've got a fizzy like a, beverage over there like at the moment. a little soda pop. Yeah, there's sometimes pop. a little fruity one, mayhaps. Maybe a, fruit, maybe a fruity one. Maybe a fruity one. What about if it was uh, fruit flavour and sparkling and soft? I, those are all things kind I... Kind of sugary? I, uh, those are all things I, I tend to enjoy. Available the... either as a syrup to be sold directly to like shops and cinemas and stuff. Or in cans or bottles to be purchased in supermarchets. I, I, I think or, I can or... guess where this is going. We uh, That's quite a big sponsorship if the one with the letter F at the start of it is sponsored. It us. is in fact the one with the letter F. Oh! This week's sponsor is Fontor. <laughs> what? Fontor? Fontor. Okay, that's not the... It's not... It's a fruit-flavoured sparkling soft drink known for being legally distinct and refreshing. Wait, wait, it's known for being legally distinct? It's incredibly legally distinct. I... Fontor! I, I, I mean, look, it... Are you... Are you... Is that definitely how it's pronounced? And it's not... It, it's it's not the, the other one that you're just saying weird? Sorry, Fionto! It's, it's got the... The, the, the thing, umlauts. The... the, the, the the accents and the, yeah, the things and the accented spotties. Go- yeah, that the is spot quite... F- and the little hat and yeah, the, the umlaut. And that, the umlaut. Is, that is written Fontor. Yeah, there's Fontor. It, I mean, it, it it fits the description of a thing I like and is known for being legally distinct. Try Fontor. It's available. That sure is sparkling fruit beverage. Sparkling fruit, but also legally distinct. Deliciously legally I mean, distinct. I mean, this taste is legally distinct. From something delicious. I mean, it's legally distinct from what I was expecting to taste. I'll give it that. <laughs> it tastes legally distinct. Mm, taste the legal distinctions. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi there. Hi. Uh, so we got people, uh, real excited for this, uh, the, the new survival horror game. You know the one? Oh, that, that we, uh... We made that teaser thing the, for The one with the, uh, the, the, the teaser that was playable. The, yeah, uh, the, Quiet, Quiet Mountain or the, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the noiseless look. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, people getting excited. I guess that's because, uh, we accidentally, uh... Accidentally. We, well, I mean, I we forget... Look, we... Okay, fine. We, we forgot to tell the Korean rating spot not to mention the new game. I deliberately you know. fed it to the Korean rating Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know... But yeah, they so can't they're... hear. It's I, okay. No one can hear us. No one can hear us. I don't know. I get paranoid sometimes. But right, I they're excited. They're excited about it. Yeah. Love that. They're excited that it's finally coming back. It's really coming right back. It's definitely coming back. Not as, a, not as a pachinko machine this time. I mean, I did love Pull the Lever. I know, I know. Everyone loves Pull the Lever. Right, everyone loves Pull the Lever. I know, and, and I what know. what more could you love than seeing all your favorite characters from that beloved franchise of Noiseless Hillock uh, and, 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 and with big shiny silver balls? I, I know, I know. So, uh, we actually made a game this time, and they they seem to be excited about it. So, what's uh, what's next step? When do we uh, cancel it? I was gonna say when do we announce it, but uh, I like I like where you're throwing now. Yeah, I'm gonna cancel it. 
Cancel the do whole we, thing. Do we wait until we formally announce it, or do we just, you know, ha the name showed up at a ratings board. That means it's complete. I mean, I Canceled. suppose we could string them along a little bit longer. We've got that whole company that's kind of problematic that we uh, we got on board to work I mean, on it. And I mean, I'm I mean, really going to love shutting those guys down. I mean, look, the only reason I suggest we announce it before we cancel it is so that we can, you know, so that we can confirm to them it is a video game. It's not a pachinko machine. It's an actual video game. It's a new video game in that series. And like, as we're finishing the sentence, that's when we cancel it. What if it was like one of those, uh, you know, those, uh, that other company and they're always like, and one more thing. So oh, we the spend the whole presentation being like, here it is. Uh, <gasps> there'll be a hands-on, uh, as, as soon as this presentation is over, there'll be a hands-on. Oh, and just one more thing. We'd like to formally announce oh, that we're canceling. Oh no, no! I've just come up with a brilliant idea. I think I think this might be the one. Right. We 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 announce that it exists. Yeah. Playable tra playable trailer teaser up right now. Right. right we right. do that that whole thing. Right. And like you know you know how the last time we did it we had like the the you played through the demo and what you got at the end was the title and yeah, the the yeah, actor yeah. we got in it. Yeah. Yeah. This time you play through the demo and the reveal at the end of the demo is it's being canceled. Announcing, I love it. You are a fucking genius. I know. So, huh, what have you put in your ear meats? Oh, I've really not put anything in my ears that I can remember this week. It has been a week of just like vegging out to watching things on YouTube mm -hmm. and squeezing in a few games. What about you? Have you put anything in your ears this week? I have listened to a bunch of PC ins internal speaker recordings of the uh, Monkey Island soundtracks because my first encounters with those soundtracks were through a, a, a 286 PC internal bleeper because we could not afford a sound card. Nor would my parents have seen any value to one. Um... So th there is something about that sort of just bleeper, the way it sort of growls and chirps, and it, I'm sure to a lot of people it's just really ugly sound. Um, but for, for me it is a huge nostalgia boost, so it's been nice to find... Uh, some of it's just emulated stuff, like uh, done through DOSBox, to sort of give that effect, and it's not quite the same, but there have been a couple of nice recordings of just like, Hey, I'm recording this off my actual classic PC through the uh, internal bleeper. And that's been... Oh, that's the good stuff. Big humming fan, big humming power supply. But also, like, this echoing bleeps through the inside of an old PC box. <sighs> Hit right in the nostalgia. Hey. Um, the other thing I've uh, listened to an awful lot of... Um, is um, generative uh, modular synthesis type stuff. Hmm. Um, so it might not seem like I've listened to a lot. I listened to two sessions, both from uh, Router Sound on uh, YouTube. Uh, one is called The Midnight. The other one is called Fly With Me. Hmm. And they are both, I set up this patch. It evolves organically. Here is four hours of it doing its thing. Hmm. Um, and they're really beautiful. Um, and it's made me want to sort of try more of that sort of stuff. And, and, and I, I'm sure I will probably not get to quite that level, but it would be quite nice to just sort of 
get into that sort of stuff, but also just it's very relaxing. Just like there's all these sounds. Some of them are going to sound quite familiar. Sometimes you'll get like um, drum loops fading, fading back in after not having been there for maybe 20 minutes. But because everything else has evolved around it, that's it's it fills that like lo-fi beats to study and relax to in a weirdly consistent yet constantly evolving way. Mm. Like the most progress, uh, mo- most um, some of it's a bit psytrancey. Okay. But in a that very, you know, like our friend in Brighton, yeah, or her, our friend who's me- recently moved back to Brighton, who's always talking yes. about. I love the stuff that takes like three hours to go anywhere. <laughs> well, yes. I'll tell you what, this pretty much covers that. Yeah. Um, I also listened to listened to because although the the screen was on, I didn't understand any of what was happening. Really, it started off complicated. And by the second episode, I was like, I don't understand any of what is happening here, but I am enjoying the sounds you're making. And then there is a final performance in uh, part six. Uh, so this is on the Pyre channel on YouTube, P-Y-E-R. And it is uh, Suzanne Shiani's Bukla cookbook uh, in VCV rack. So it is recreating uh, the Bukla synthesizer device mm. um in vcv rack using like diagrams of what each thing does or explanations they have that their community helped work out now this thing is designed for quadraphonic sounds and mm. vcv rack really only does stereo so obviously some of that is lost but like the first episode is okay we're gonna start by making this sort of like white noise um ocean sounds and it's like oh that's really cool that's very beautiful and that's about the last thing i understood mm. and it's like okay there's this whole section that's just like uh, a set of 16 flippy switches that can be at different levels and they can do different things here here and here and here and uh we're going to recreate that by using about 16 different modules and evolving like feeding them like back and forward into each other in absolutely fascinating ways. I didn't understand it. Thought it sounded beautiful, and the final performance of it uh, in episode six is oh, the the bits I did understand were like very briefly wrapped up at the be- or, or re-explained at the beginning of six. Of like there is a lot of this thing is being fed back into that thing in a slightly different way. So that if I press this button, you get completely different sounds out of basically not having moved a single patch cable. Since of wild, there is so much to know about them. Right, yeah. (laughs) Um, And it's just this beautiful performance of, like, a lot of this is just, like, uh, largely pre-programmed, but there is still a performance aspect to it. It's just uh, the most complicated instrument you can possibly imagine. Um, yeah, it's it's an absolutely fascinating series. I kind of wish I understood enough to understand what is really going on with a lot of it. Uh, but it is a heavy follow if you are, like me, someone who's just taken an interest in modular synthesis in about the last week. Yeah. <laughs> 
um, yeah, it's it's it it, it was uh, beautifully performed, and I have enjoyed uh, a lot of that stuff. Uh, have you listened to anything else? No, that's it for me, really. No, I caught up with a little bit more Dice Funk. I have now learned the secrets of Cocaine 2, the sequel to Cocaine. <laughs> yes. Um, so that is a thing I was forced to experience. <laughs> Thanks for that, Dice Funk crew. Ah, look, this, <laughs> this, this season, I'm not going to lie, it somewhat got away from us. I d- think so. It's, uh, yeah, bless Austin. I'm well look, done for wrangling look, these cats. Look, sometimes we tell serious and grim stories about the state of the world, and sometimes we go on adventures looking for Cocaine 2, the sequel to Cocaine. And sometimes someone becomes a Cocaine 2, the sequel to Cocaine elemental with an electric eel that longs for death. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yes, and then I have to start researching do eels like cocaine. You did spend seemingly spent a lot of time. I'm sure you're probably on some kind of watch list now for your for Googling search history. Do eels enjoy cocaine? Do, do eels enjoy cocaine? <laughs> Look, it is not illegal to ask whether eels enjoy cocaine. Searching, did the eagles enjoy cocaine? <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, um, that happened. Well then. Well then, time for this. Our cronies are failing. How could this happen? Well, I mean, we, we, we nepotized them through school and into the highest echelons of power. We selected the most easily swayed with the least morals. How come they keep doing such an awful job and fighting each other for power? It's a mystery. I just can't fathom can't it. Can't fathom it. Apparently, they're already trying to dispose trust. Oh, goodness. I don't, see how, pot I don't see how we got into this whole situation. I just don't see it. I don't see it. They should be loyal to us, shouldn't they? Indeed. Bunch of egomaniacs. No. Have you ever played a board game? Yeah. Expressed a vague interest in a board game. That I have. Maybe you even can look to the Kickstarter once. Uh, quite often. Have you considered spending, like, a month's salary on a table? Oh, I really don't have that kind of disposable income. Ah, uh, but it's a beautiful table. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it is. It's it does got all look... the features. Uh, all of which features? Well, you can take the top off in segments, okay. and there's, like, a recessed area to put your board game in. Okay. So if you okay. need to, you can just lay the top over there. Okay. Like that does the, that does sound kind of useful. It's got lighting under under the under the edges. Okay. It's okay. got clip-on like drinks coasters and things, mm-hmm. so that the drinks are kept below the level of the table, so they won't spill into the table. That that all sounds very nice. Doesn't change the fact I can't afford this very fancy table. Ah, oh, but how could you possibly resist? It's got like a massage feature, so it'll massage your cards while they're just sat. Oh, and did we mention that there's a little card standy along the sides so that you don't no, have to no, be holding you your didn't... cards like some kind of plebeian? I mean, I mean, what if I like to hold my cards? And wait, why do my cards need massaging? Well, I mean, you don't want them to get stressed, do you? You want to have the, the best possible experience. Individual card shufflers at every corner of the table so each player can have their own card shuffle. Oh, each person. For a second, I thought you meant like each, like singular cards were going to get shuffled. Well, I mean, they will one at a time, progressively after each other. I do it in entirely random order. I, I suppose, but I mean, that, that doesn't change the fact I can't afford. Like, you can, you can offer. How could you? How could you? I mean, you'd be losing out by not buying one. Look, it's you entirely could, collapsible. You could offer. You could advertise me the cheapest possible expensive gaming table, and I would say no. The more features isn't going to help the situation. It's got Wi-Fi. It's got built-in Wi-Fi so that you can put all your Dungeons and Dragons type. Uh, like maps and designs straight onto the table. It's even got a, a dungeon designer 
built-in software uh, on an app. So you can design it and then just ping it across to the table. You can even have like a whole fog of war system on there. Does does State it have the art? Does it have the feature of I can afford it? It's got this whole built-in thing where it will play thematic music designed around your game. It uses an AI to work out the kind of game you're playing and the kind of music you're in the mood for, and then it will play exactly the kind of music. It's just half a month's salary. Oh, half a month? Yeah. I mean, assuming you earn twice what you're on now. I mean, I don't. I earn what I'm on now. Okay, well then it's about a month's salary. You can yeah, that, right? which I can't afford. I mean, come on. It's not like there's some kind of cost of living crisis going on. Come on, board game table. <laughs> you know, you want one. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How you doing? Oh, not too bad, mate. Just managed to pick up a wrestling gig. Actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it, to be honest. Yeah, it's, you know. Uh, you know that they gave me a call. And, yeah. Oh, nice work. You been up to much, mate? Oh, just been watching, uh, watching the internet do the thing it does. Uh, Imploding on itself, oh, and sliding well, further and further to the right. Which, I mean, which particular well, aspect? This, this particular one is we're what, like you know, a little over a month from Halloween now, and oh, uh, love it. We've we've had the uh, the usual well a new variant on the uh, the annual drug scare about uh, oh, oh yeah. they, they're gonna put they're gonna put drugs in the Halloween sweets or whatever. Oh, I, think. I wish I remember wishing for that as a kid. Right, right. You I know. know they were giving away free drugs. I didn't exactly. Uh, well, apparently there's a world uh, that some people like to imagine where people purchase expensive drugs and then just hand them away for free. Whoever the fuck. You know, whatever kid comes to their door. Yeah, not even in a kind of like, I'm telling you what this is, you're getting the first taste for free, so you'll come back and buy some more. Kind yeah, of yeah. Way. Just stay, ooh, it looked like a mass bar. Yeah, but like, have you, have you heard much about the uh, this year's scare, which is the uh, Rainbow Fentanyl? Oh, Rainbow Fentanyl, it's, it's, it's you know, that's uh, that's another one of the quite expensive ones, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's very, it's very expensive. It's... Uh, it's not an easy one to come by in uh, in large amounts, and uh, yeah, the the rumor has it that it's been it, oh they're making it in fancy rainbow colours now to lure in the kids, make it look like sweets, so the kids will want to have it. Oh right, like, this is this is the same stuff that even like looking at it was was killing police officers. Supposedly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so like you know there's the obvious that like no one's giving away you know, no one's giving away drugs for for free to, no. to to children no one wants you know no one wants the whole thing of oh that's clearly fentanyl in your sweet box which house gave you that show me back to there okay you're getting re- no one's no one's like linking yeah, their home like... address to the giving away of fentanyl yeah because you know. they are coming to your house to get it so exactly it's not like they're gonna know exactly where, where they got it from you know yeah. but like is is the thing, like you know, it, it's easy to laugh at no one's giving your kids fentanyl. But what's more important is maybe to talk about the fact that like it's very clear that this is actually just a big ploy for the uh, the drug enforcement agency, the DEA over in the states, to get a bunch of additional funding because it is no it is no you know uh, happy accident that just around the time that this story popped up out of nowhere, the DEA was trying to get increased funding, and they used this as a big uh, excuse of why they needed increased funding to make sure that they could keep this new dangerous rainbow fentanyl out of the hands of kids. And uh, it worked. They managed to secure a whole bunch of additional government money for the war against drugs by 
you know, we can't prove it, but it sure seems like maybe they pushed out a story about rainbow drugs targeting kids so they'd have an excuse to ask for more money in the budget. It's interesting. I I had actually heard that this is actually quite a popular thing with police forces that has been going on for decades. Well, yeah, that exactly. They, uh, you know, every Halloween they will push for, for, you know, push these stories deliberately of, oh, check your kids' candy because there might be razor blades, which was yeah. the big thing, you know, back when I was a kid. Check them because, the, you know, oh, they're giving away their edibles. Yeah. Oh, edibles everywhere. Oh, they, and they, 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 they look just like the, the, the real thing, but, you know... But they're, yeah, they're, again, they're quite expensive. Yeah, People, no, fucking hippies aren't just giving them away. No, no, no one's giving away their drugs for free. No one's giving their drugs to children. The kind of people who could yeah. afford to give away their drugs are not no. giving away their drugs. No, they're not going to give away their drugs to kids that might knock might get really ill, and you know, people come sniffing around for where they got, yeah. you know, where they came from. No, it's a lose-lose-lose scenario, and you're right. Yeah. Like, the only people you know, who win in this case are, you know, police agencies, uh, yeah. DEA. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is, like, the DEA very clearly seems to be the be one more that's... racist, better yeah. funded, and just generally exactly. unpleasant. And, like, Rainbow Fentanyl seems to specifically this year have been a thing for the DEA, but, like, it, you're right. It is an ongoing thing of... Uh, Government agencies trying to get more money to clamp down on people, uh, you know, recreationally using drugs by going, oh, 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 the children. So, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, the children. So, yeah. Uh, no, my, no. my pal down the uh, the prison was looking for some extra labour. So uh, if I could just uh, just find a way to crack down on a yeah. few more people. So, yeah, no no one's fucking slipping fentanyl tablets in your, uh, in your kid's fucking smarties tube or whatever. Indeed, no. Ugh. Hug, mate. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Good hug, mate. Good hug. Yeah. Right, I think I'll uh, go put the kettle on. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Yeah. Laura, yes. Um, you have done a book called "Me and My Dysphoria Monster." It is out. It is now. It is cute. It is adorable. Tell us a bit about it. It's a children's book. It's got all sorts of pictures in it, and it's about trans stuff, and 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 making that accessible to talk about with pictures and stuff. Yeah. Also, I'm a Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Also, we did a book together. Tell us about that. We did a book together. It's called Who Hunts the Whale. It's a satirical look at what it is like to be in the video game industry. And every day it gets a little bit more prescient and it isn't even out yet. Yeah, I feel like it's... By the time it comes out, it's going to be just at the right point to be incredibly timely. Or everyone's just going to go, oh, copied from reality much. I mean, look. I the, mean, yeah. The copyright date in the book will be able to go, hey, we saw this coming. Hey, we predicted this. Yeah, we, we saw this coming. Steph's not the only Cassandra of video games. Yeah, we we have made several accurate, worryingly accurate predictions about the state of the video game oh, industry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we uh, haven't had any input on writing this book in months. Yeah, it was put away some time ago. Yes, when you eventually read it, um, everything in there we wrote by the summer of 2022. Um, (laughs) anything that happens thereafter, that's your own problem. Yeah, look, video game industry, it's your fault for mimicking our book. Yeah, 
video games, we're coming for you. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have to sue you for stealing ideas from our book. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna make you unionize. <laughs> we're gonna make you treat your staff better because oh, we, we have already copyrighted the concept of treating your staff that badly. <laughs> Maybe that's how we fix things. Yay! Uh. Anyway, that's uh, unbound.com/book/whale. And you can you can pre-order it right now. There's swag to get as well. And it's very cool. And I kind of want most of that swag myself. In fact, all of that swag is, is very cool. Uh, I can be found at Linktree. That's linkter.ee slash janiac. J-A-N-E-I-A-C. And patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. Help me get back to 27 Patreons. I know last week I was going for the big 30, but I, I've lost two. So if if we could just make up those two again, I'd be real happy with that. If we could surpass that, even better. Uh, I have t-shirts. I do music under the name Bedroom Programmer. I do all sorts of things. Check out my link tree. You will find all those things. Laura, <gasps> will you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger.